Hello and welcome to the Problematic Sticker Anime Podcast. We are back after a three-week break. We needed the three-week break to talk about the God of High School and other anime-related stuff. I am your host, Gary, and I am once again joined by my co-host, Alfonso, and Chile. Alfonso. Hello, hello. Say what's up, man. Hey, what is good? Uh, you're good. Yes, because new anime was released this week. The first episode of Dr. Stone, Stone Wars. Yep, yep. We also, this month, um, first episodes of uh, Promise Neverland as well, season two. Yes, wish we were on episode two, and oh my god. I don't know if you have watched it yet, but you need to watch episode two because episode two makes more sense to the theory you had about Norman in episode in season one. Well, I haven't watched any of it. I'm going to wait until it's all done and then watch it. Nah, you, nah, 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 nah. Gary, this, you, <laughs> no, <laughs> this episode, you can't wait because a lot of things was clarified. Honestly, I was not expecting them to do it this early. But watching it, now everything's starting to make sense. Gary's like, I'm, I'm still going to wait. Yeah, I'm still going to wait. Gonna wait. <laughs> but everything's going to make sense. And I cannot wait till we talk about this. I mean, after everything is done. But yeah. So far, uh, episode two, best episode I've seen throughout all of them. Season one and the first episode of two. As for Stone Wars, nothing really happened. Yeah, still funny as hell, but... Yeah, it, it looks to be very interesting. So, yeah. Well, it's good to have you as we discuss your anime of the week. By triple yeah. week. <laughs> this this time. Try week. Ben! Try week. Ben! You are here. Hello. Say hello. Hi, How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. How about you? Oh, you know, just trying to get through this pandemic. It's yeah. so much fun. Should hopefully be getting my uh, vaccine shots here soon, too. Oh, nice. I just found out from my granddad that he's going to get his in the next couple of days. Yeah, I saw the uh, England is actually doing pretty good. I think they said that uh, they're vaccinating more people than new cases are being reported. I saw that today. I think, I think so. So that's pretty good. You guys aren't, you know, as anti-vax as we are here, apparently. No, we're not, really. <laughs> I mean, we have some, so, of course, but not. No, your leader isn't the best. Apparently, he cares more <laughs> about your safety than ours does. <laughs> well, that's because most people that vote for his side are old people. So, yeah, well, they know that if they don't uh, have old our, people, our, nobody will. Are we? Them. Our leader checked out forty years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, was even in. Exactly. That's why I say he checked out <laughs> four years ago. <laughs> He'd have to be in to be able to check out, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, he was never in. His, <laughs> his mind was always somewhere else. Hmm. But anyways, it's anime time. Wait, before um, we start anime, there's yes. an update. Um, I Then this was oh, a week ago. This was actually in October. Um, I told y'all that the My Hero Academia movie two was released in October, late October, but they delayed the 
digital release for that movie due to COVID reasons and all that. Okay. But it's not out. It's been yes. out since the week of, well, in the week of New Year's, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So you're now able to redeem your code if you have it on Blu-ray and DVD, and you're now able to purchase it on iTunes, Google, Voodoo, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. There are two versions digitally. You can buy it English, be in dub, or you could buy a subversion, which both are $20. So, yeah. Now, out. Oh, that sucks. They've sold them separately. I wish they'd sold them the same because it's the same movie, just different voices. Yeah. Normally, it's like you buy one and you can switch between the two voices, not. Yeah, that, 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 uh, I don't like that. that. I don't yeah. like that at all. Well, if if they did that, then the, the movie should have been discounted in some ways. If you bought both, it's like mm-hmm. uh, twenty dollars for the movie, or thirty dollars for both movies with the audio. Yeah, being Japanese and English, that's still scummy. But I would rather that than oh, you want both English and Japanese? That's forty dollars. Sorry. Sorry for running there. <laughs> don't ever apologize no, don't. for anything. Uh, Alright, any other news you guys want to bring up before we jump in? I nope. saw some supposed leaks about the Dragon Ball manga. Um, oh, buddy. <laughs> someone's been born in Universe 7 that's stronger than Goku, says the leaks. So, The Golden God? <laughs> also, spoil. Here's some supposed spoilers, but um, the main villain is someone who survived uh, Saiyan attacks, and that's why he's after. Go- he's he's going to be going after the Saiyans. Though he, though because of this leak, uh, it means that Freezer will probably not also not be in this arc again. Because how am I supposed Freeza- to bask in somebody's glory if they're never around? Because uh, he thinks Freezer's dead still. So, oh, so chances are, so chances are. Oh my god, it's going to be Bardock, isn't it? Jesus. I'm going to go with Bardock, yes. God damn it. The reason why I'm going to say Bardock is because I saw a picture of. Because suppose it's like great apes attacked his planet. And guess what the great ape has? The goddamn bandana. Oh, red bandana. No, he has a scar on his face. Now, wow. uh, it's either going to be Bardock or, for some reason, Broly. So, <laughs> I'm I'm more likely Bardock. I mean, it could also be uh, the Tree of Might, saying. Oh yeah, Perlis. Perlis. Being, <laughs> being being made canon. <laughs> the, the the original Goku Black. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh it's Again, not Garlic this... Jinger, so I don't care. This is all speculation <laughs> from what I've seen, so and I, I still not... think I still think the I still think people are translating born in universe seven a bit too literally. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like because people are like, oh, it can't be so and so because this they're you know, they're alive right now and they're old and blah blah blah. Uh, I feel like it might be Oob. Is it great ape? No, as the the whole stronger than Goku thing, not the Grey Ape. That's something different. Oh, okay. I I feel like Ubi is going to be the one that's stronger than Goku because he has the God Key thing. Uh, 
confirmed from last manga, which I and well, I guess he's still yeah, too little. Time. I don't know. He's just still too. Early. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this. Either way, I'm looking forward to the adventures of Oatmeal and Granola. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another character to take away from Vegeta's glory <laughs> and make it all about Goku again. Yeah. And another Saiyan that somehow survived that nobody knew about. Um, mm -hmm. Oatmeal and Granola. <laughs> still yeah. funny. Those names for the villains are so stupid. I know we've had Freezer and Cooler, and yeah, they're not the best names, and Garlic, but I'm sorry, but all of them sound a lot, a little bit more than Oatmeal and Granola Bar. Yeah. I was hoping that after Brawly, they would kind of start using movie villains and putting them into the canon. You know, Brawly, I was hoping maybe Bojack would be brought in at some yeah. point. Cooler, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, hell, well, they... Vegeta's brother has been MIA for a billion years now. <laughs> don't remember, he's, out, he's off with his wife, remember? To... I don't care. Bring him in. His weird <laughs> tentacle robot wife, wife that he has. Oh, is it robot? Yeah, it was a robot. Okay. You know, he's like, bring him in. He's canon. What the he hell is. are you doing? Hell, can we have more of Bomber's sister? She's canon. Please. There you go. Like, stop throwing new characters in and stop using Bardock. He's not cool. He sucks. <laughs> I mean, Bardock I is Bardock. cool, but I, I, again, I don't want him used too much myself. I like Bardock. I just don't want him... He used. served his purpose. He died. Wow. He died so that Goku can... <laughs> so he that Goku so... can live. There you go. Yeah. Basically, Superman. There you go. Uh, just leave it at that. You know, oh, no. and what, like, what are you going to do with Brawley now? He's just going to live the rest of his life on this planet? No. Yeah. That's, if that's if the he's plan. there, bring him in to do shit. But what if there's Vegeta Knight? You know, I like Kryptonite, but from Planet Vegeta. Vegeta Knight. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm moving I'm... on. <laughs> <laughs> The God of High School was our anime of choice to watch. Um, it's something, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, he has the God of High School. So apparently there is a tournament that takes place from with high school students from around the world where they all compete in a martial arts tournament and the best from each continent i would say um goes on to these big final matches and the winner of this tournament gets one wish granted by god anything they want um except bringing people back from the dead i believe that's the only thing they can yeah. do um um so yeah our story takes place in korea seoul uh seoul south korea uh where we are introduced to three of the main members of the Korean team, I would say. Uh Jinbori Team Team Soul or Team remember. Soul, yeah. Uh Jin Mori, our main character. Uh Han Daywai Dehui, sorry. Um yeah. who's kind of his somewhat friend. 
mm-hmm. we later find out that he doesn't feel that way until some stuff happens. Uh, Yumira, who is a young schoolgirl who fights with a sword, a wooden sword, um, for most of the time. Uh, but that mm-hmm. is the three main characters for the Soul Team. Uh, there's obviously a lot more fighters in the tournament, but they're kind of just, you know, block characters. Um, we are obviously introduced to more characters once they get past the preliminary rounds in Seoul and move on to, you know, the God of High School main tournament where we're introduced to teams from other continents. Um, but that is essentially the premise of the story. Each one of these three main characters wants to make their own wish. Uh, Mira Yu or Yu Mira, they, they, in, in Korea, they go after it with the last name and then the first name is how they, they pronounce their names. Uh, so Mira Yu, the, the sword girl, her wish is to make the, oh, I forget the name of her sword style. Yeah, but um, it's, it's to re- resurrect her, not resurrect, but it's, resurrect it her father's sword, uh, make yeah, it prominent so people remember what it is. Yeah, her uh, clan. Because people forgot. Yeah. Was it like the oh, Moonlight yeah. style or something like that? Yes, the like, Moonlight style. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, to make it, you know, famous again. Make it good. Um, Dehui, um, his goal is to essentially save his best friend uh, who's dying from, I believe, cancer in a hospital. Um, and mm-hmm. he wants to win the tournament so that God will save him. Um mm-hmm. That's his goal. Mori Jin's goal is to find his grandfather who mm-hmm. disappeared when he was a little boy. He sent him off to school uh, to essentially fend for himself <laughs> as he left. Um, and he wants to fight him because he is considered essentially the greatest martial artist to ever live. No, he was um, kind of smart with that, though. He did, like, like we found out later that he like gave him pictures of fake mum and dad so that nobody questioned why this kid was on his own all the time. It's like, no, yeah, you have a parent. Yeah. These are parents. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mori Jin is <laughs> essentially Goku in every way. He is um, Goku. Yeah. <laughs> all he wants to do is eat, sleep, and fight the strongest people in the world. That's like yep. all he cares about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love him. Do you? <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, the anime, that, that's essentially the premise of the anime. There's a lot of crazy shit that happens throughout the anime. Um, and Alfonso, you talked about this anime and comparing mm-hmm. it to the manga. Mm-hmm. And now that I've watched it, I can 100% tell without reading the manga how much cut content there was. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the first one. They actually go to school in the manga. <laughs> I don't know why they cut this. I don't. I don't know. Like it's called the God of High School, but we do not see these characters at school for once. This tournament, this tournament wasn't supposed to happen in terms of the webtoons until like episode one hundred. It happens mm-hmm. in the first season. It's confusing to me. I don't understand why they cut it i mean to be so, fair most animes like look at look at Yu-Gi-Oh, for instance that's set in a school where they play children's trading cards but really there's like one episode with them in school the rest of them they're out doing everything else 
They kind of always, animes seem to always, like, a lot of animes, like, unless it's, like, a school-based, like, you know, harem or whatever it is, you know, you know, mm. a real life, not real life, but, you know, like, a slice of life anime, they, they normally cut that shit out for some reason. And I, I don't know, it would have been nice to have more anime stuff, more of the, uh, what's your school stuff in it. By more, I mean, yeah. have it in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, you know, I didn't even know about the school stuff. It's all the other stuff that I could tell that was cut. And you can tell because they start to introduce characters that I'm apparently supposed to know who the hell they are. Because they're prominent characters, but I don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> I'm like, so, who the hell is this dude? What is up with this cult, this random cult in this anime? This is, what, what sorry, is so this the thing. The reason for the tournament in the, the webtoons and etc. is because this cult was targeting high school students because of obviously we're going to talk about it, this key. Everyone's going after this key. And they feel in terms of the Magnet webtoons that they feel based on their research that late in power was in high school students. And that guy, I can't remember that guy's name, but the guy who runs the damn tournament he wants to stop them. And he feels the best way to do this is to hold a tournament. And that's where this tournament yeah. comes M- in. Mubong Park. Yes. That's that's where this tournament comes in. So he goes to and he starts to scout these certain students based on their abilities. Yes, they actually do have fights in high school. They, they go to regular classes, but during certain activities and special tour- and special festivals, they do have fights. And it, it was during this fight that he caught his eye on those three and he came up to them and told them, if you join my tournament, I will grant you a wish. And it, yes, it is the same Miro trying to find his grandfather, Dao was trying to save his friend and um, what the girl name is, trying to restore her clan. Those are all true. So they uh, well, well, it, it played out differently here. Yes, it did. Yeah, way <laughs> because here, uh, Mori Jin got his ass kicked by the blonde guy, whose name we don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I want to fight him. He kicked my ass. Yeah, <laughs> and he joined the tournament that way. Um, yeah, but essentially, each one of them was recruited mm-hmm. because yeah, he's trying to find something. Um, yeah, but let, let, let's kind of talk about it here. So our first introduction, the first episode is Mori Jin trying to catch a purse thief. Mm-hmm. And I loved... The thing I loved about this episode is how he, in his mind, created this backstory of this old lady <laughs> and what she would have done with the money. That <laughs> this guy stole from her. He <laughs> said, oh my god, she's got six children, she needs to pay for the hospital bills. What if she runs an orphanage or she feeds six six kids or something? I was like, what kind of, what kind of shit are you coming up with here, man? <laughs> so he tries uh, to hunt him down and in the process he uh nails Mira Yu in the face with his bicycle like uh, just decks her like as hard as he can mm-hmm. <laughs> and he apologizes but she pretty much beats his ass too um and then he's like I need to save the money for the old lady and she's like let's do it together yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're like on the freeways and shit and he's on his bicycle and she's standing on top of the bicycle, on top of him, while he's riding the bicycle, it's just this crazy scene. And Dehui, he's 
looking on his phone about this news report of some old lady, uh, not a news report of like this uh, social media guy. Yeah, like a uh, tweet, basically. Yeah, of this lady who lost her purse. And then he sees them two chasing this guy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's probably the same. Shit. And at this moment, they came up with this plan to finally catch him. And Mira Yu jumps up to take it, to take this dude out on a bike. And she fucking face plants right into his side. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what is great is the guy just stands in the middle of the road and like puts his arm out and then like stops it. Yeah, yeah. The way yeah. way just just pretty much stops it on his own. And like she comes back and she's like running down the street with the sign still on her face. <laughs> it's not like a stop sign, it's a big old freeway sign. <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, what kind of anime is this? <laughs> um, but you eventually find out they're all going to the same place to this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually the fights in this tournament are one on one fights, uh, but this mm-hmm. time they decide to make it a battle royal, uh, so everybody fights at the same time. And the oh, way I understood it, it's like what, the person who wins, yeah, go ahead. You didn't you skip one? I think it was before this as well. One of the fuck the scenes I giggled about as well. They're like, uh, it was like the, it was there was these. We learned about the tournament kind of from these like really muscly men that like sat on some stairs like talking oh, about yeah, oh, yeah. oh, why weren't we invited to this tournament? And they're like showing off their glistening muscles and stuff like that. And then you know, the, the, what's her name? The girl is just like, oh yeah, I mean, you. yeah. <laughs> And I mean, yeah. and then she's like, "Oh, well, look at your muscles!" And Adam ordered their old shirtless for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're in this battle royal, um, and the way I understood it, the person who wins moves on to the next round. Uh, that clearly didn't happen. Somewhere along yeah. the way, they were introduced to some high school kid who is coming out of prison or a psych ward, I believe. I don't know which one it is. Uh, this guy looks like he's 40 years old. I don't know where they got the high school part from. I mean, there was um, someone uh, that said that were 38 <laughs> in high school, so... Because he never graduated, so technically he still was. Um, yeah, same with this guy, though, probably. He probably looks like he's in prison, so... <laughs> so, yeah, he's there, and he was a rent... Uh, Hand selected uh, entry by, um, what's his name? Uh, Mubong Park. Um, mm-hmm. So he goes in and he's like super evil and he starts beating the shit out of people. Um, and the main character, uh, Mori Jin, essentially challenges him. Uh, but I. Don't exactly remember what happened, but they essentially had to stop the the tournament. Um, and they then decided instead of the battle royal, they're going to have the traditional tournament, uh, the one on one fights, but only with the select few that were remaining. Um, yeah, very confused about how that whole thing played out because literally it... the episode ends with them doing kicks at each other or jumping in the air at the same time. And then well, the next episode, he knocks, out. He knocks no, him out. Mira Yu knocks him out. She knocks yeah. Mori Jin out because he took her sword. <laughs> <laughs> and that ended the tournament. I was like, okay, you find this out like halfway through the next episode. 
Um, I, I feel like the reason why they did the Battle Royale is because there were so many people that were in the tournament that they had to cut down the numbers a bit. Yeah, I just don't think it was portrayed properly where no, I was under the assumption who wins the, the Battle Royale wins the thing, but then out of nowhere, they're still doing the traditional one right after. Um, so yeah, yeah it was... To do that. As well. Yeah, it was traditional in the manga throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, the battle royal was never introduced at all. So I don't know why it was changed. Mm. So yeah, so you know they they go to the traditional martial arts, um, and we you know we get the one on one fights. Each we see what each character is capable of. They're all really good, um, but this one on one stuff kind of lasts for a little while. I think it's like three or four episodes. Um, yeah, we see Mori Jin. Just uh, so you know, most of these characters that you see that get eliminated, mm-hmm. see the difference. The difference between this battle royal or the traditional one and the Magna. Yes, the Magna was traditional, but they was basing the this Magna on points instead of elimination. Whoever had the most points will make it to the top and win the God of High School Tournament. So it didn't matter if you lose. It was not based on if you lose. It's based on how many points you have. So most of these characters that you see get eliminated were still in the tournament, which I'm <laughs> confused. My favorite my favorite person, I can't remember his name, but the dude with the bat, he was crazy. I can't remember his name, but him reading the, the book. The guy who, who studies everybody's martial arts with the book? Yes. Okay. He's, he was like, I think if I remember correctly, his team was like in the bottom five. And eventually they didn't have enough points to, to qualify because it was just the last three. It was they was basing off the last three um teams to move on to the like semifinals and then the finals. So it's either he was team four or team five and he didn't he didn't make the cut. You eliminated him in like I think it was like episode four or five? It's like what mm-hmm. what is this? Yeah, so most of these characters y'all see survive in the webtoons, but in here, yeah, they got big, big, big got eliminated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and we see some of the fights here. Uh, obviously, uh, what, what, quickly here. So, uh, Mori Jin, his main martial art is Taekwondo, mm-hmm. which is yep. a Korean martial arts where you primarily fight with your feet. You do use your hands, mm-hmm. um, but it's the the main attack focus is your feet. It's a mm-hmm. Korean martial art. Uh, the way he is karate, uh-huh. uh, which is a very powerful stance, he uses a lot of strong physical strikes. Uh, mm-hmm. and Mira Yu is obviously her own sword style that I believe is just made up for this anime, um, yeah. But yeah, so this evil guy that Mori Jin wants to fight, he's also Taekwondo, but he's like the North Korean version of Taekwondo, essentially, is how they put it. <laughs> um, the, this North Taekwondo is what they called it, I believe. Which uh-huh. is very, it, it, it's kind of the same, but it's a lot more dangerous. Um, so, this other, this evil dude, he is essentially beating up this other contestants almost to death. And Mori Jin interferes in the fight. Um, and in this interference, uh, he essentially beats this dude down so hard that he is mentally like broken again. Um, and I hated this because they wanted to humanize this guy by showing me, oh, his childhood sucked. He was being abused by whoever the fuck was abusing him. I didn't give a shit about any of that. 
He was an asshole. He was an evil dude. <laughs> Stop trying to humanize these terrible people. You know, um, yeah, their childhood may have sucked, but that, in my opinion, that doesn't mean you have to suck too growing up. Um, but because he interfered in the fight, he now has to face the consequences of of what he's done. Um, so during this whole time, you know, the three of them kind of become friends. Uh, Mira Yu is super pissed at Mori Jim because he accidentally throws her sword in the in the river. And they have wait, to go before, wait, hold on. Before you continue, there's, here's, a, here's a big difference towards this thing. Um, I know we're going to mention it, but you know when they get injured, they have this support system that heals them. With yes, this the fight, nanomachines. Yes, with this fight, Miro, what's his name? Miro? Yeah. He, he destroys this guy so badly that Mori Jin. Yeah. He left him paralyzed in one leg. And oh, they found out that this dude has a record, so they didn't give him the nails like the heal. They said, you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. Like, oh, I feel, yeah, the Magna's a lot more darker, and they made it too light, and that's the thing that's pissing me off with this. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's, like I said, there's a lot of difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the main thing. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> continue as you go through the story. But go on, yeah. Yeah, so as, you know, they become friends and all that, uh, the gal judges, so these are the guys who are essentially running this tournament, and they all report to uh, Mubong Park, who has, like, this cross on his forehead. Um, yeah. Super powerful. Um, and it, Morijin's punishment is to fight Judge Q, who is this green-haired guy with glasses. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel, to me personally, this is where this anime started to lose win for me. Um, Go on. So the fight was, the rule was Mori Jin simply had to knock Judge Q off his feet one time, and he'll be reinstated into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is he kind of just runs up to him, says something to him, and then scares him into falling down, essentially. I was like, what the hell is that? Um, and the fans got super pissed. Um, and Judge Q attacks Mori, and obviously Mori defends himself, knocking him against the, the cage fence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see j- exactly what these judges are capable of. And By essentially, the, way, yes. the cage fence should count as knocking him over because I'm going to use Dragon Ball rules here. Remember in the uh, filler arc where Goku and PyCon fail because Grand Kai is like, ah, oh, the roof is the floor if you're upside down on your head. Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah. The, the cage is connected to the floor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so Judge Q gets so angry that he manifests this fucking creature with the sight. It's essentially a persona from the Persona series. <laughs> Just think of it that way if it's confusing to you. <laughs> and he we is about to kill coming. <laughs> and this creature with the scythe is about to just annihilate Morty and then the other judges intervene uh, mm-hmm. and stop that from happening. Uh, mm-hmm. And they dock him a month's pay, which is a lot of money. <laughs> Yo! It's so funny because he keeps getting in trouble. And every time he gets in trouble, 
they keep knocking him. <laughs> I don't think he actually gets paid by that job. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fun character. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, this is where things started to go downhill for me with this anime because up to that point, I loved the martial arts stuff. I think the, the fight scenes were great. Uh, well animated. You can see all the cool moves they're doing. Where I felt this anime started to go downhill is when they were starting to introduce the mystical, magical shit that they're pulling off in these fights. Which um, they explain in the beginning before the whole thing started. They explain the reasons why they pray to the gods and why gods gave them his powers to fight the demons and how you can't use the powers against gods. Like, yes, I know they explain this in the ending, but all this was explained in the beginning. And they explain which gods gave their powers to which human and et cetera, et cetera, for what demon, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that should have been explained before in the in the in in the beginning, because I'm seeing this like I know this, but you and Ben, you're seeing this like okay, we know they have powers, they have certain abilities, but this is God power. How the hell are you able to manifest this? Why do you have this? We don't know. I know, but people who's coming into this series don't know, and I feel that should have been explained way before the little explanation they did in the beginning did not justify what these people could do. Because only a certain amount of people has this power. And I forgot what the actual name, Ch Chikori or whatever it's called. Yeah, Chikori. Not everyone has this power. So I feel... Oh no, I thought they explained. said that everyone has the power. Yeah, everybody has the power. In, you just no, have to find in, it. In the manga, not everyone has this power. It's, it's, well, it's no, not very... everyone has... They said that not everyone has it, but everyone has the ability to access it. It's just that 90% of people will never access it, is what they said. In the manga, people are selected. That's that's yeah. That's another difference. Mm. People, people I'll be honest. Chosen. I've watched Naruto, so I'm used to ask Paul Powers just appearing out of nowhere. So I'm like, cool, Sasano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. I watched Bleach, where the entire last saga. Well, I can't wait till that comes. The anime comes out. The entire last saga is literally who can. Ask pull the next power before the next person ask pulls another power. In fact, oh. the final fight is basically the main character pulling a power out of his ass, for only for the main villain to somehow pull another power out of his ass that counters the power that just got pulled out of the main character's oh ass. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> only for the original villain to pull a power out of his ass and win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So during this whole time we start to see some things going on. This random-ass cult is introduced, uh -huh. um, and they encounter um, Morty Jin's grandfather. Yep. He's, like, in this mountainous region doing whatever the hell he's doing, and they summon this enormous sword to essentially kill him. Like, mm -hmm. the sword is as tall as the Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a huge sword out of the sky. I'm watching it, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who are Who's this cult? What the hell is their point? Why is there a giant sword falling from the sky? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the scene just ends with the sword falling on him. And then we don't see what happens to him or how this whole thing plays out. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing we get is um, Mira Yu um, is getting proposed to by some random dude who's rich and famous. 
Yeah. And he wants to make uh, her, her sword style famous and, you know... Restore her clan. Restore her clan. And she doesn't have to win the tournament. And for no goddamn reason, she agrees to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, again, we get the end of the episode where he proposes to her. And then the next episode, apparently she's been contemplating this for like a year and decides to go through with it. Um mm-hmm. It was really weird, the, the pacing of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so the entire episode was essentially them or Mori trying to convince her not to do it because yep. he doesn't think that she really wants this. Um, it's not like that, but it's also because they feel that it's you yourself that needs to restore your clan. You have to put in the work to make people believe that your clan is still prosperous then the day it started to diminish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're introduced to, you know, her backstory a little bit. Uh, her, her grandfather dying, or her father dying, and uh, her uncle taking her in with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to raise her. He tried to become the master of the, of, the, of the sword school, and he got his ass kicked by all of the students. So that's why they kind of just abandoned the sword style. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, you know, he wants her to be happy. He wants the best for her. Uh, but in a way, he also agrees to the wedding because that's what he feels she wants, even though he doesn't really think that, you know. Um, so throughout this episode, we then later find out that the guy she's marrying belongs to the cult. Yep. <laughs> and they want the sword for their own purposes because uh-huh. I believe it's going to help them find the key, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's a magical sword. It's, um. Uh... It's a, I think yeah. they called it an artifact, if I'm rightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so pretty much she, she kind of goes through the motions, and then at the end she's like, you're right, I shouldn't do this. Um, and they beat the shit out of them. Uh, but then he runs away with the sword, and she's like, that's fine. Let him take it. I don't need it. It's like, oh, the whole point of your story is this sword, and now you're just giving it away? <laughs> no, yeah. no, um, no, 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 no. The whole point of the character was the sword style. The sword was part. I, I, it was a bit rushed, but I can understand why they went with that, because it needed more time, in my opinion. But the sword meant too much to her because it, she linked the sword stuff to the sword and how her granddad. But that by the end, she realized that what matters most is her is. Her and whatever, you know, the sword isn't what's the sword style, it's the person that's using the sword style that's the sword style. Yeah, um, she inherited the granddad, blah blah blah. Yeah, in the in the magna, she does go after him and she does get it back, but she decides not to use it because of what she what she put herself through and, and disappointed her father and her uncle, so she puts it away until she feels she's ready to use it again. So, yeah. Okay, well, moving on then. From that episode, we get to the, the ways. dark episode. No, Death Ways are... episode. Yeah, yeah. This this episode was dark. Uh, and we get a little bit of his backstory. And, you know, the kid that, you know, he's best friends with in the hospital, they were bitter rivals. They were always fighting each other in school uh, to the point where they kind of forgot why they were fighting each other all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And they kind of built this bond together, and it got to the point where um, 
he got sick. He wanted to save him. So he's been working like these crazy hours, uh, trying to make enough money to pay for his medical bills. Taking um, shit from people. Taking a lot of shit from a lot of people, yeah. Um, so he strikes a deal with um, Park, mm-hmm. the guy in charge of the, the competition, uh, to give his best friend a nanomachines to help him cure this cancer. I believe it's cancer that he has. Yeah. I don't know it looked like it was cancer. Was it? Yeah. I don't. Um, I, I just knew is the disease. Yeah, because yeah, he, the... he was bald and everything. I'm assuming he was doing chemo and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't um, remember them actually mentioning what it was. Okay. Well, whatever disease he was dying from, uh, to give him the nanomachines, um, which the deal he makes is if they give him the nanomachines now to save his life, he promised to win the tournament. He gave him the guarantee that he would win the tournament. It's like essentially a payment in advance. Um, unfortunately, they gave him the nano machines too late, and he ended up dying. Um, and he actually died in the middle of one of Dehue's fights that he was having, and this was the fight he was having against the the dude with the book and the pipe, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and he was getting his ass kicked in that fight. Um, and. He essentially got that information that he was dead from, I believe it was Mira who told him, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he went off and he won the fight after that. Um, and then, you know, Mori Jin won his fight. I don't actually remember who he fought. Um, but the semifinal ended up being Dewey and Mira. No. And before this, we find we know that Mira got stabbed by her fake fiance. Um, so she was already injured going into the fight, and uh-huh. she didn't tell them that she was injured so they would heal her injury with the nano machines. Um, and because he's so distraught at this point, he just beats the living shit out of her, yeah, um, like brutally beats her down. Um, and Mori is super pissed off about it. Um, and they meet up in the finals, and we get a really badass fight scene between the, th- the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it lasts the whole episode pretty much. Um, he says that they're not really friends. Um, he try to con- tries to convince them otherwise. It's a really cool fight. Um, but Obviously, Mori Jin ends up winning that fight. Um, and we later find out that even though Mori Jin was the winner, the next rounds of the main God of High School tournament is going to be team battles, three on three. So the three of them get chosen because they're the last three in the tournament that won their fights. Um, and this is where we're introduced to the rest of the main cast of characters. Um, yep, and they matter more than we originally thought they did. <laughs> um, the, obviously, the, the bigger ones that matter here is uh, what's his name, Ipio Park. Yep. Uh, he's got the wolf jacket with the wolf symbol on his back, which is the same wolf symbol that his that Mori Jin's grandfather wore. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a connection to his grandfather. 
the other guy we're introduced to is Tyke Jagal. Um, oh, and he dick. is an asshole. <laughs> yes, he's a yo, he, I hate him so much. Yeah, and he has some crazy spike tiger or not tiger shark tooth powers. I don't even know what the hell it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to forget. I don't know how to explain it. Okay, it looks like he's he's doing shark, and then the other day he's like he got these like creatures coming out like look dark and I don't know zombie look. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his powers. Yeah, we're gone. <laughs> Uh, but essentially, those two are are really the main players, and also um, Jugok Jean. But he becomes more important later, uh, even though he's introduced and he gets his ass kicked by Jagal right away. Um, he becomes more important later uh, because of what happens to him. Um, but those are really the big main players um, of that tournament. Uh, but I should also mention that uh, Mubong Park finds out about the Colts' involvement and stuff in this tournament, that they are maneuvering to take out the participants um, and essentially find the key that he's yeah. also looking for. That's so he summons, yeah, he summons the six, and mm-hmm. he's part of the six, and it's this crazy group of badass martial artists that know what's up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and we're yeah. introduced to one of them, uh, Bong Chim Na. He is yeah. uh, this old Chinese-looking guy who uses uh, the needles for acupuncture stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's really the only one that we're introduced to. Like, yeah. we know there are six of them, but we never see them up until way later, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but he's the only one. And he decides that he's going to teach um, Mori Jin... <laughs> His techniques. <laughs> so you know, we go into the first the first round, and each of the three fight, but you have to win two out of three to move uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. So Mori Jin fights first, and he fights this you know young dude, and he decides he's going to try this pressure point thing on himself to make him not feel any pain or something like that. And he hits the wrong one, and he paralyzes himself. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. That one wasn't to make him feel no pain. It was to make him stronger. Okay, okay. like a Kyo can, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh crap, I can't move!" And you see his opponent is like jumping in the air. He's like chibi form. He's all happy. He's got hearts everywhere. <laughs> and then he just starts beating the shit out of Mori Jin. And then I don't know. It's like round over. Mori Jin is out. <laughs> So he, he instantly loses the fight. <laughs> and it's up to to the other two to, to win their, 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 their two fights. Um, again, we get some cool fight scenes, especially between uh, Dekwai and the, the big dude that uses the hammer. Mm-hmm. But during these episodes, we also see things happening outside of the tournament. Uh, yep. Where we see... Um, essentially this cult moving in to take out a lot of these members. Uh, the judge, Judge T, um, he kind of calls the shows and stuff like that. He's targeted by um, this cult. Uh, and unfortunately, he does lose his life in, in a battle against them. Um, but they also go and they try to kill Judge Q, 
Oh man, that fight! <laughs> oh my god, that fight was crazy. So the other judges are looking for him. It's like, where the hell is Q? He should be here by now. He's always late. Um, and then we cut to the scene where he's in his apartment and he's like impaled and he's dead. And the dude that killed, uh, yeah, Judge T, does. the announcer, yeah. he's like all happy and shit. He's like, oh, I killed you, blah blah blah. And then they cut to Judge P. And she's trying to find Judge P is essentially like the secretary in yeah. a way. She handles like the finances. She's the, she's the one with the blue hair. Uh-huh. She's trying to find him. She can't. Uh, so this guy is talking about all his plans and how he killed um, the announcer and then he killed his family and all that. And he's essentially laying out the plan of what he's doing and why they're doing it because he thinks Judge Q is dead. Well, he's not. <laughs> no, he isn't. And we find out that he's even more badass than we originally thought. Yes, he is. <laughs> and he summons his scythe dude, and he uses the scythe as a weapon himself. And it's just this crazy cool battle in his a badass apartment. It's mm-hmm. a very rich and famous apartment. Mm-hmm. And like he cuts off both his arms. He's ready to kill him. And then two more people show up. Um... One is, I think, a priest of some kind. Yeah. And the other one is some woman. I didn't even know what the hell she does. Um, But then it's three on one, and he's like, I can handle this. But then in the middle of that, Judge O shows up, who is the black chick with the white hair, uh-huh. to help him as well. So the two of them against the three of those guys, and it's a very supernatural battle. Yes, we see is. a lot of summon things a lot of these persona monster things appear she's the one with the dragon right yeah she's the one with the dragon (laughs) she summons a goddamn dragon in his apartment that's what i was like okay how big is this apartment you get a whole (laughs) dragon in there (laughs) yeah so the the fight is raging on uh eventually they lose and this is what bothers me is like the priest guy gets impaled and cut up by Judge Q's sights and shit. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn, he dead. But no, he's still alive. He grabs the, the other lady that's with him and they just take off. I was like, you just got impaled, dude. How are you even moving? Um, and this other guy blows himself up, destroying his apartment and like the essentially the entire floor that he lives on, Judge Q. Yep. And, you know, Park essentially informs him when he gets back is like, you're going to have to pay for that building. That's another month's rent. <laughs> another month's payment. Yeah. Like, no, oh, no, no, you have to, no. It was like, you have to pay the rent and you use your ability about... You, yeah. you went full power without permission. Therefore, it's another payment. Another. And he asked, he asked P, can you help me out? And she says no. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing we see, he's looking for a quarter and shit underneath a vending machine just to have money. <laughs> it <was> so good. <laughs> oh. oh, such good times. Uh, those comedy moments are great. Um, yes, they are. But, yeah, so, so we see a lot of things moving, right? Um. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're fighting, they're winning and stuff like that. And then we're introduced to this rivalry between uh, Jagal and um, mm-hmm. Epil. Uh, Epil, yeah. Uh, they go back to their old martial arts day where Jagal injured essentially his best friend, uh, breaking her leg in the in the tournament. Uh, and 
because of that, she's no longer able to fight. Um, uh-huh. And he wants revenge. He actually took revenge on him. He found him on the street, beat the shit out of him. Um, uh-huh. They had to be restrained by cops and stuff like that. But they're all in the same tournament. Um, and he's with two other of his friends, uh, another karate fighter, a female, and uh, this other young kid. Yeah. Uh, and he's like a master strategist. He watches all the fights, and he tells them exactly what to do in the fight to get the upper hand. Um, so he's he's pretty cool that way. But he encounters um, Mori Jin, and he already knows who Mori is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they meet up in the park, or not in the park, they meet up somewhere, I don't remember, I think it's like a bus stop or something like that. Um, yeah. And he starts to fight him, and he's obviously has the upper hand on Mori. Uh, he's just kind of testing him out, and then Jagal attacks him. Uh, and, you know, they kind of have the stare down, and then Jagal leaves, but he sees that or the Epio essentially tells him that he knows about his grandfather. That he knew who he was. Um, but he really doesn't tell him much backstory or detail about it. Um, so we get to the fight with Jagal and, you know, Jukog, who is like this pyro, or he's like this elemental fighter. So he tries to summon a fire circle, and Jagal just summons a giant fucking shark that just it devours him. And like yeah. it's so dumb. You see the shark like chewing on him, and his legs are just like flapping about. Blood is flying everywhere. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude! <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And then his maid shows up, and he Jigal just destroys her too. Mm-hmm. And the next scene we see, like, um, John is hurt, but he's not, you know, cut in half. Which would probably would have happened with the shark eating you. <laughs> yeah. But he tries to do another attack, it fails. Um, and he's essentially sent to the hospital. Uh, who knows if he's gonna recover? Um so we get more stuff with the cult going on, and we find out that the cult um they essentially trick uh Mori Jin into believing that his, they have his grandfather uh-huh. and they tell him, hey, come to this location. And actually, before that, uh, Mori Jin was going to interfere in the fight against Jigal. Yeah. But before he could, um, De Hui interfered instead. Yeah. So he was banned from fighting in the next round. Yep. So it was Mori and Mirayu who had to fight. Yeah, and they with... obviously had to win both fights. No, 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 no. Mori, Mori, at first he got the letter saying we have your grandfather, so he left. So at that time, it was her that had to do all three fights. No, they told her like he has. She can only do one fight. No, no, no. She had to do all three. He had. He if he made it. No, if he didn't make Dude, it. Trust in me. Time, no, no. Well, in if the he, anime, she only can do one fight. If she's the only one yeah. who can fight, no, they will she be disqualified. No, she trust me, win. dude. No, fight. no, no, trust no, me. No, she couldn't. In the anime, it was the other way. She had to, could only do one fight. Yeah, if because, he didn't come back by the time her fight was over, 
or for oh, the yeah, starting yeah, yeah, next yeah. fight, they yeah, would yeah, be disqualified. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She only she had to win one fight, but he had to make it before the second round. Yeah, you're right. He had to make yeah. it before the second round started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets the sweater with a photo of his grandpa um, to go there to, to rescue him. So he takes off, hoping that he's going to make it back in time. So mm-hmm. Mira has to fight the first fight, and Dehue is like, trying to drag it out as long as he can, you know? I'm going to try to go find him. Um, and we find out that the cult is responsible for this. They set a trap for Mori. They don't actually have his grandfather. So we still don't know what happened on that rocky area when the sword fell on top of him. Yeah. Um, and they essentially blow up the building, but somehow Mori doesn't even have a scratch on him while uh-huh. he was dead center of that explosion. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the cult members, uh, he has this ability to duplicate copies of himself. So multi-form, in a way. Um, and he's trying to keep him from going back to the tournament. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this tournament, Mira Yu is fighting this big buff dude who's using... The sword. Her sword. Yeah. Her sword. And he essentially tells her that the sword chooses its master because you know the rightful owner and stuff like that somebody who yeah. knows how to what the sword is and how to use it and he uh-huh. is just beating the shit out of her with the sword and she's still trying to use the moon style but without the sword so like using her hands to do the moves uh-huh. yeah. uh, which we learned she's capable of doing uh-huh. um, but yeah she's kind of getting her ass kicked in this fight and you know we find out that in this building, when Morty is fighting this guy, he falls through the ground into the basement area, and he sees that the team that they're supposed to be fighting now is all dead. And the team that's actually there is pretending to look like those guys, yeah. but they're actually part of the cult that has been mm-hmm. causing chaos during this whole mm-hmm. tournament, killing off other competitors. Um, so we don't really know what happens in the basement, we just see that Mori is really pissed off. And then we come back to the tournament um, where she, Mira, essentially finds her, what's it called, Chakra? Or whatever the hell that thing is called? Ch- Chikoro. Chikoro. Um, and because she discovers it, the sword goes back to her. The her Because she's the rightful owner By the of the way, sword. Yes. I had ch- chills when it, well, her, with her one. It was so good. It was so good, yeah. Uh, so and she summons her, you know, creature thing, which we find out is Wu Boo. Yeah. If you don't know who Wu Boo is, go play Dynasty Warriors game. You'll find <laughs> out right away. He appears in stage two. He's unbeatable. And he'll kill you in one hit if you encounter him. <laughs> Wu Boo is um, really powerful. Very powerful. Um, and she just destroys this dude. Um. Mm-hmm. And as she kills him, or not kills him, as she defeats him, you know, they're waiting for Mori Jin and time's about to expire, and then he just shows up. And he's there. Yeah. Um, he appears, he goes into he doesn't say a word to anybody. Nope. Um, the guy who's next up, he tries to fight him, and he just gets devastated and right yeah. to attack. Just Mori Jim was just on a furious <laughs> rampage. He was not joking. He wasn't laughing. He had a serious face. And mm-hmm. I think this I think this is the time we actually did the pressure points, right? I don't remember. Yes. So it flashes back yes. after that win to what happened in this 
basement. And yeah, he did the pressure points, and that's the one where he hit the ones where he doesn't feel any pain because he was hurt from the explosion and stuff. Um, yeah. And he beat the shit out of this dude that was down there. Um, and we cut to, um, what's his name? Jagal. He shows up at this area, and we find out that Jagal has been working with the cult, but only to his own Yeah, end. his own agenda, yeah. And he kills this dude who's like completely messed up and broken over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jagal and his two teammates, uh, we don't really see uh, Day, I believe his name is, who's the male guy on his team. But we see uh, Bora, who's the massive big-breasted chick with the asshole as the face. Uh, also, <laughs> I love the fact... The I'll, be, I'll be honest, though. I love her the most just because... I don't know. There's always, like, the male character that's a bit of a perv that, like... Like Yamcha, who's like, oh, I want all the women. And I'm, I, she, it wasn't her wish that she gets a harem of men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I um, like that. <laughs> I don't know much about her. Up to now, like, I'm still reading it, and she still hasn't been introduced. Like, yeah, we've seen her, but she still hasn't been in a fight. She hasn't helped our partners. They they've been in fights, and she hasn't intervened at all. So I don't know nothing <laughs> about her. Yeah, all we know is she beat up the guy that the Hui fought in the first round, and he finds him in the bathroom while searching for Mori, um, and she's there. And what happens is she does some move where she puts her leg up, and she's about to come down and kick him in the head or whatever. And as this happens, Jagal shows up and tells her to stop and stop messing around. They have work to do. And we find out that Dehuei, he instantly knew that if she came down with that leg, he'd be finished. Yep. It was a move that she was going to do that he knew was so dangerous that it could have ended him. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we never even got to see her fight <laughs> in the whole show, nope. unfortunately. So we have no idea what she's capable of. But... After that, we go to the hospital where, um, what's his name is? Um, John. The guy who got his ass kicked by Jagal. Yeah. And he wakes up from, I believe he was in a coma or something, and he's super pissed. He wants revenge on Jagal. And he encounters him in the halls of the, of the hospital. And he tries to kill him. And what happens is, you know, he actually has a good advantage against Jagal. You can see that Jagal has is a little bit afraid of what he's he's throwing at him. And then the maid shows up, so Jagal attacks the maid with his weird spike teeth things, impaling her multiple times. Um but something happens to him, and this is where I was really confused with exactly what was happening to Jean during this time. Um, I don't know if he accessed his Chikara, but he just started fusing with everybody he touched into like some weird Akira shit monster. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea what yeah. the hell was going on. You kind of saw at the end where he he has the I think he has the ability to like fuse with people that have that Akira stuff. Because, yeah, it, I have. From what I thought from the end of it, he wanted to try and merge with the you know the. The main hero. Well, I could have got that scene completely wrong. 
Yeah, it was a very confusing scene. Like I said, I had really no idea what was happening to him. I just know something was happening to him. Um, I don't even remember seeing how it was resolved either. Um, Hell, I don't even remember the scene, to be honest. I just remember the end part <laughs> and, and the finale bit. I don't remember him actually doing that. Yeah, you yeah, can see um... that he, he started fusing with everybody he that came in contact with him. It was really weird. I don't. Like know. I think. He, I think. I think he lost his arm. He lost his arm, and then somehow, uh, Epio got got there, and he kind of reminisced because of the the girl, his girl, in the scene that lost the leg, and then he ended up fighting. I think that's how. It, uh, yeah, it's been a while. I think that's how what happened. Yeah. So in that in that sequence, uh, his two teammates, uh, the the female karate chick Park is her name. And Rio, uh-huh. Rio loses his arm, and Park loses her leg. And he uh-huh. then, Epio loses his shit. Um, but actually, I skipped an episode. One uh, second, now, before you do that, that t- I don't know what anime it is. I'm trying to remember it, but uh, was it Dragon Ball? Or is it something Dragon Ball? Maybe I can't remember. But that sounds to me like he has like the power to absorb people. But when he loses his cool, it like the personalities like take control, or he just loses the ability to keep control of the things that he's absorbed. That's mm. why it sounded like me. That's why he's like a, a, a he becomes like that ugly mutant at the end as well. Yeah, so I accidentally skipped an episode, a very important episode, um, before this happens because I just remembered what happened. <laughs> uh, so. Before that episode, uh, De Hue fights uh, Epio's teammate, uh, uh, Park. And De Hue wins that fight. Um, it was a karate fight. It was actually a pretty cool fight. Uh, so then the second fight was Epio against Mori Jin. And Epio was essentially teaching Mori exactly how to fight in this fight. Um, because he's trying to prepare him for something. That to come, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and during this fight, they start doing some crazy stuff, and this is where we discovered Epio's chakra thing, and we also find out that he's the key. Yep, the, the key that everybody's Kami, looking he? for. He's the Kubi, the Nine Tail Fox yes. Spirit. He he is the Nine Tail Fox. If you don't know, go watch Naruto. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not the best. History lesson of the Nine Tail Fox, but you don't know what it what it is <laughs> at least. Oh, but before that, before that, before that, before he turned into the key and had the fox Chakori, um, he was telling Moru Mori that he's lacking in certain skills. Mori's basically Taskmaster. Cause what did he end up doing? He started learning from the mistakes he was making right there and then. Not only that, but he started to copy his teammates' attack. No, yep. it's just Goku. <laughs> oh it's just Goku. Yeah, yeah. Goku uses the destructive dudes, the solar fur, multi-fork. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't dare copy Vegeta's Gallic gun. That's because Vegeta <laughs> changes attacks all the time anyway, so it'd be very confusing. <laughs> I guess that's why Vegeta like, makes new attacks every season so that Goku's like, I can't... Well, <laughs> If I copy his attack and steal it, he's made a new one anyway, so... Eh. Oh, man. So, yeah, so... The final Mori garlic gets... gun. 
So Mori gets the upper hand, and you think, you know, EPO is out. He's down for the count, and that's when the Ninetale Fox emerges. Yeah. Um, which is, the Ninetale Fox is the rebellious god that rebelled against God, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been hiding ever since, um, mm-hmm. until it's strong enough to, to take on God, God themselves. Uh, but it reemerges, and everybody obviously sees that he's the key now. Um, and he fights yeah. Mori with this crazy new power, but Mori discovers a little power of his own. Um, and he's actually still able to defeat EPO. Uh, and this yeah. is, we see a glimpse of what he is. And at during that time, I kind of already figured out who he was and what his chakra was going to be. Uh, mostly because of the look that he had. <laughs> well, before um, he really taps into that, you know, his first uh-huh. is the, the Jokori. Here's something that's different from this anime from the manga and the webtoon. He's able to summon the Jokori anytime he wants. He actually summoned it in episode two, or well, yeah, episode two of the manga and the webtoon. So I don't know why they they nerfed him, making him say, oh, now he can just, you know what I mean? Like, oh, now he could just, he finally awakened and now he's summoned. No, he could summon it from the very beginning. I, I, I don't get it. I don't well, get it. Why? it completely then, because in the anime, it's like, I don't well, well, use well, it. Let's not get into what he is yet. We'll get to that. No, I'm, just, no, I'm saying in the anime, he's like, I don't want to use that power. That was even before this episode. Mm. He's like, oh, yeah. I don't want to use that so-and-so ability because I want to get stronger by my own power. Basically, Goku again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is, this form is basically Super Saiyan God to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Mori beats EPO, um, and they all know that he's the key now. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why Jagal was in the hospital, and that's why everybody else was in the hospital because they're making sure that EPO was okay, and that's how those two lost their arm and leg. Yep. Um, and EPO was so furious with Jagal that they started going at it. In the, yep. in the hospital and they, you know, this is where all the crazy shit starts happening. So there's like three different stories happening at the same time here. You know, yep. EPO is fighting Jagal um, and we're starting to slowly see exactly how powerful Jagal really is now. Um, yeah. Because before he kind of just yielded to EPO all the time. Like you kind of felt like EPO was stronger, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. He was just not giving it his all. You know, yep. so we have that story going on. Then we have the cult who has descended on soul and they are essentially summoning God to yeah. wipe everybody out. And the sword apparently belongs to God. So they summon down the sword. Um, and this is when we're introduced to another member of the six. How we how how young? Yeah. Who's this alcoholic and he has his own band. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's and, badass. <laughs> and he gains power by drinking and listening to music, essentially. <laughs> badass. Um, and <laughs> the cult also summons these angel creatures. Mm-hmm. So you have the judges, and they're fighting all these angels. And Judge Q, our green-haired boy, is super happy because <laughs> each one of these angels is worth like ten million dollars or something. So he's gonna be rich instead of having to pay money. <laughs> And throughout the whole time, he's counting how many he's killing, so he gets paid for it. (laughs) That's all he cares about. 
Oh shit, so that's I didn't realize why he was counting. I just thought he was counting because he liked to kill things. Oh, yeah, no, he was counting so he can get paid for each one that he killed. Uh, see, I didn't notice that. I thought he was just like, oh, sweet murdering. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, and, and the blonde guy. So the blonde guy who beat the shit out of Morijin, we know nothing about him. Throughout the whole anime, we still don't know anything about him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he even said a single word in the anime. But he's down. He's with Judge O fighting. Judge P, the blue-haired chick, uh, got her ass kicked by the leader of the cult. And Park encounters him in some warehouse. Um, and because he's summoning the sword, Park is using all his power to put a barrier so the sword doesn't come down yeah. on, onto the city. So yeah. we never really see Park fight. All he no. does the entire time is try to stop shit from falling down on the, on the city. <laughs> so as he's holding this thing down, um, the judges are fighting these angels. And Hao Young, he's the only one who's trying to destroy the sword. Uh, he's doing it who can, apparently. Uh-huh. And Bong Chim joins him later on, and they are slowly cracking away at this giant sword, trying to destroy the sword. So all this fighting is happening, and then towards the end of the episode, um, Mori and the crew show up. Um, but at this point, EPO uh, is losing to Jigal, even as the Ninetale Fox. Um, uh-huh. And Jigal has this crazy power in it. Like, he's like possessed by shadow demons or something like that. Yeah. It's really weird looking. Like they take over his body. You see holes where mouths are. It's yeah, really all these eyes on his chest or on his body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he gains the upper hand on EPO. And essentially, he is able to remove the key from him. Yep. Um, so he takes the key. But as he takes the key, he, Jagal, is attacked by. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Mori, wasn't it? Yeah. Mori knocks him down and takes the key from him. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like a hot potato situation. Mori then loses the key to one of the angels. And then uh, from the angel, it's um, the Bong Chim, the, the guy with the needles. He, I believe, takes out the angel that has the key. And the key... Falls in the hands of I want to say I believe it's Jigal. No, it's not Jigal. Uh, Mori, I believe it. It falls back yeah. into Mori's hand. Yeah. yeah. During um, after that time, it, it was the dude. I don't remember during that time after he gets it. That's when they actually destroyed the damn statue. And yeah, using the power guy... of the one second. Are we missing? Yeah, are we crossing over the fact that for some reason America randomly decided to launch nukes? No, this is coming up. Okay. <laughs> so they destroyed the sword. So they're super happy. Okay, we, we destroyed the sword. Some mm-hmm. shadow god appears to try to bring the sword down. It fails. The sword is destroyed. Um, so after the sword is destroyed... Um, okay, so no. Um, the leader of the cult, he gets the key. And then yeah. after he gets the yeah. key, Jagal knocks his ass out and takes the key from him. I believe. Uh-huh. And then somehow during that whole sequence, Mori ends up with it again. Um, uh-huh. Or he goes back to, no, actually, Epio ends up with the key again. Um, and then 
the yeah, cold guy. He was it, yeah, he was questioning what is this is what everybody was after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then the cold guy decides he's going to summon the main god, which is essentially yeah. Shiva. It looked like Shiva to me. Um, yeah. And because this thing is coming down, uh, Park is trying to stop it again with his magic. Because all he did this whole time was try to stop shit from falling onto the city. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's <laughs> trying to hold it back. And that's when America is like, okay, we're going to launch nukes at South Korea now. It's like, the mm-hmm. hell, man? What's up with that? <laughs> that's like, so, it, it was so random because there was no, like, why? 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 What? <laughs> You know, right. They had no involvement at all, and then suddenly he just cuts to an American base going, let launch all the nukes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's so weird. So they, I think they shot, like, what, 35 nukes or something like that? Yeah. yeah. They launched a bunch of nukes, and you see the nukes coming, and they're trying to get as many people into bomb shelters and stuff like that as they can, because uh-huh. Seoul's about to be destroyed. And that's when we get introduced to another one of the six. Yep. Finally. So, randomly, everybody in Seoul, except for the god and the um, leader of the cult, yep. magically from Seoul just vanishes and are all transported to one hill on the on the fucking mountain where mm-hmm. they can see the city. Yep. Every single person. It's like Instant 10 million people. It's like 10 million people. <laughs> They're just it's all standing there. transmission. <laughs> and we we get introduced to Jison Joan. And he has a top hat. He's pretty much like a male Zatanna. If you want to really go that way. Um, but he is uber powerful. Obviously, he transported everybody out of the fucking thing. And what he does is he then takes all these nukes and deconstructs them and then reconstructs them, them into one giant nuke. It looked a bit which like he Mount, then... It looked a bit like Nuke Mount Rushmore to me. <laughs> yeah, had a face on the front of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he blasts this nuke right into the god that's trying to come down. Um and by this time, the shield had broken. Park couldn't hold the shield back anymore. Um, and he just destroys this god. Destroys the entire city because a giant fucking nuclear bomb just went off. You know? Yep. Uh, but he also transported uh, our main players, Jagal and yeah. EPO, Morigen, into some nice, happy Buddha temple somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> And that's where EPO gives Mori Jin the key yeah. for safekeeping because he's hurt. He's beat up. Um, and Jagal encounters uh, Mira and Dehui, and they start to fight because he wants the key. He thinks they have the key. Um, obviously, Mori Jin shows up. They start to fight, and Jagal just beats the shit out of them. And gets the key, and somehow they all teleport back to the middle of the city of Seoul. Now, first off, they probably would have died from radiation poisoning instantly. Because <laughs> <laughs> goddamn nuke just went off. But somehow, you know, 
the cult leader is still standing there like he's holding the statue for some reason. He never left this position of like trying to summon God during the entire last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who transported everybody, he's just like bent over. He looks dead. Uh, and the god is just crumbled on the floor. It's it's done for. Um, and he gets the key, and he essentially consumes this key with his power, Jagal does. And he turns into final form Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes this angel, and he just wants to destroy shit, like Sephiroth does. Yeah. Um, and they decide to team up as a team to try to take him down. Um, the three of them. Uh, and then EPO shows up and he tries to help them as a nine tail fox. Um, but they just can't. He's uber powerful. And this is when Mori starts to tap into his power. Um, and we don't really see what it is, but we, as fans, we know what his power is. He gets a stick. It extends to whatever length he wants it to. <laughs> Um, and he starts fighting and he beats the shit out of Jagal, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. and that's when we find out what his power is, is the monkey king. Um, yep. which I don't know how the Chinese audience felt about that, giving their greatest mythological character and hero to a Korean character. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they were very happy about that, but it's what it, it is what it is. But he's the monkey king. He has the power pull. He uses it in the fight. He does a bunch of cool stuff with it. Um, and Jagal just doesn't stand a chance, even as an angel or yeah. a god, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he wins. And, you know, as Jagal is dying there, EPO tries to give him a hand. Um, he refuses to take his hand, and he just kind of evaporates into dust. As he dies. Yep. Um, well, no, he gets himself eaten, doesn't he? he? Eats himself with his ability. Oh, yeah. yeah, his power eats him. Yeah, but you can't, you still see his hand evaporate, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But I, so I feel like cult... that's part of like his shark, like, like it just consumes what you know. Yeah. But again, it's funny because you still have the cult leader, and he's still standing there, like he's trying to hold back this nuke. From falling on him. He's still in the position, man. He killed me. I was like, what is he still doing? <laughs> um, but he survives. He runs away. He teleports out of there. But then we find out that the, the, the guy who teleported everybody, the member of the six, he's still alive because he smiles. Um, uh-huh. And everybody else is just kind of still on the hilltop. We yeah. get a cutscene with Bora, the big-breasted chick. She's in some tomb. And she awakens something that's in the tomb. Mm-hmm. Next thing we know, uh, this woman is carrying her like a ragdoll. Yep. <laughs> and we find out that uh, her name is... Let me see what it is here. Ungyo Kim. Mm-hmm. I believe it is. And she's also a member of the Six, the most powerful member of the Six. Um. And she didn't get the memo that he had called everybody to, to fight because she is the god that's supposed to grant you the wish when you win the tournament. So because they had won the tournament, 
they get their wish. Um, the two of them don't have anything to 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 wish for. De Huey lost his friend. Mira Yu has essentially discovered how to revive the sword school. Yep. Mori Jin asked for his grandfather to come to be brought back to life. In a way, she says she can't bring people back to life. So then the wish then goes to Epio, who wished for. No, no, no. Fr- it still, no, it still goes to Mori because he, because yeah, of still Mori. his grandfather oh, okay. still alive, he wished for everyone to be healed. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't know that. She just said she can't bring people back from this. She tells him later about her, the grandfather. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. But he, he, she said. Oh, she yeah. So, so Mori wishes for them to be healed. Yeah, yeah. Robert, he thought, he thought his grandfather was dead, I think, mm-hmm. by then. So he did. Once he found out that I'm guessing once he found out that she can't bring the dead back to life, he like changed his wish. Yeah, yeah and that's after he made the wishes when she told him, you know, I can't bring the dead back to life, but I can tell that he is still alive. She knows that his grandpa is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um but then you see the side effect of her wish <laughs> and she becomes a child every time she makes a powerful wish. <laughs> She wish she was kind of wish she was kind of pissed at the girl anyway because the girl woke up two weeks before. Two weeks <laughs> yeah, two weeks before the tournament was supposed to end. <laughs> oh man! But then you know she kind of ex- kind of explained to EPO that you are the guardian of the key, and the key is still alive, but it's split, and he has to go hunting for it. Yo, this is Inuyasha all over again. No, it's Journey to the West. Journey to the West. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, and that was essentially the last episode. Um, well, there's, there's, more. There's, there's a little more. Go uh, okay. the seven magical dragon keys. When when they win, when, when Mori was fighting Jagal and Park <laughs> talked, he, he mentioned that He's actually a god. That he's not borrowing his power. That he's his own power himself. Yeah. He, he has the monkey memories. Thing. Yes, he kind of had memories, but his memories kind of locked away from him, and he doesn't really know who he is. Because he was in during the battle, he was holding his head that it hurts, and he doesn't, you know, doesn't know why. And she kind of tells him, well, he 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 kind he kind of tells Epio what he is. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes to the point that he was sleeping for three months. God damn it. <laughs> and he, they, you know, Dahl and, and Maura was making food for him because she expected that was going to happen. And yeah, <laughs> all he wanted was food. <laughs> and he goes, you know, he's eating. And they're telling him, no, what's our next adventure? And obviously, he's to go find his grandfather. And they said they're going to tag along. And in the end, we see this cult and his grandfather in his jail cell. And they leave him. And the grandfather said that, Maury, I know you're coming for me and I know you're going to fight all these people. But in the end, you have to end up fighting me. And that's how it ends. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't get to. I'm getting close to that. I get so close to that battle. Close. I can't wait. Yeah, that's gonna be a crazy battle. Him and his grandfather. Oh man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, yeah. that's how it ends. 
Yeah, so, like I said, to me, there's still so many questions that just were ignored, in my yeah. opinion. Like, one yeah, of the of big course. ones was in the beginning of the show, where we see a giant handprint on an island. Yeah. Like, nothing was ever talked about that after that first episode. Like, what the fuck is that? Why is there a giant handprint on an island? No idea. <laughs> Completely disregarded. The cult. We find out their whole goal was essentially to destroy everything and rebuild it. I don't know why. But it's like, they. how do they know who everybody is? How do they know the grandfather? What is EPO's real connection to his grandfather? You know? Yeah. I mean, the grandfather sounds like he was really famous, so... Yeah, like, everybody knows him, but yeah, nobody wants to talk about him. And that's what kills me, is that nobody wants to talk about him. Yeah, you I know? don't know, because they did the same thing in the manga, <laughs> I, in the webtoons. I don't know. I'm just as curious as you. It's like, are they afraid to say... To, to really talk about him? Like, it's weird, you know? Well, we all um, know that he was the only one to survive whatever he did, so maybe he did something that wasn't really good. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't um, be surprised if they find out he's like a semi... Not a, vil- a main villain, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did something villainous. Yeah. I still wish we would have uh, seen... Which we uh, find out he's actually good, but to them, Mu- it's bad. I wish we would have seen Mubong Park's actual powers and see him fight besides holding shit behind yeah i want to know his real intentions because to be honest the way he smiles and when he says certain things he looks evil and they still yeah. don't explain who he is in the magnet either like mm-hmm. his real intentions like yes i understand the, the what he's saying with the tournament blah 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 and the key but he's been smiling he's been plotting and doing this like yes he seems good because he's trying to protect her but the way he just looks in his face like he's after something more, and I still don't know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the girl, like you said, the big girl's bird girl. I want to see her fight so badly. Yeah, she's just oh, randomly God. at the end. Like, how does she find this tomb? First of all, <laughs> why is EPO the key? They still didn't explain that either. How he got the key? Why well, the nine tail fox is the key? Yeah, but why is he? Why is he chosen to, to protect the key? Why is he the guardian? I don't know either. That's something because they still reasons. Yeah, no, 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 again, I don't want those type of reasons. They better explain those reasons. I mean, there probably isn't a real reason. There's probably that is at most it's probably an inherited thing. I don't know. So yeah, uh, those are just some issues. I my biggest issue with this anime though. Um, and it's more from a visual standpoint, is why the hell does everybody have pink shit on their face? Yes, that's the first... <laughs> <laughs> it just bothered me so much. Pink nose, pink ears, pink elbows, pink shoulders, pink knees. <laughs> like, every point of the body that's, like, a point, a joint or something, is pink. I'm like, what the hell is that, dude? Why? 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was so distracting so many times. It's like everybody was blushing at the same time. I was like, what the hell is going on, man? (laughs) But before we rate, before we rate, now I finally get to ask my question that I should have asked three weeks ago. Gary, Ben, do you think Mori is next in line after Deku? Based on what you see, obviously there's a lot of things. Being the next one, you know, next... Goku, Ichigo, Naruto, Deku is Ugh. next. 
Um, it's impossible like for me to say. I only see his power one time as the Monkey King. And it's hard to judge it on this anime until we see more of the anime. And plus, is it done by Shonen right. Jump? Because that's what that's what's important. Because those are the reason why those are things like that is because they're Shonen Jump animes. I'd have to check um, see if it's actually a Shonen Jump based manga. I mean, if you're going for just pure raw power and unbeatableness, obviously One Punch Man is going to be at the top. Always, I don't care who he's fighting. No, he's talking like um, I think he's talking like popularity because there's always like one major popularity anime like yeah. we had dragon ball and then you i don't think one, so then you had uh bleach ish for a little bit um then you got my hero is like the popular animated the popular manga to sell them the the, the the magazine he's like is, yeah is i don't god of high school going to be like one of the new there's always i like, don't think the, so I don't think so as well, but I feel like it's gonna last. I think it's gonna last a lot longer than that, than some of the other anime mangas that've been out recently. I think, I think, the thing that's gonna hold it back are two things. The first one is it's exclusively a Crunchyroll made anime, and who knows what's gonna happen now that Funimation owns Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The second thing that I believe is gonna hold it back is. How can I put this? Essentially, it's popularity. Um, until you mentioned it to me, I had no idea what this anime was. Nobody really talked about it. Um, nobody mentioned it. And the fact that... How can I... It's hard for me to say it because it's not... It is a Japanese anime, but it's not a Japanese anime. Yeah. It's a Korean anime. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're and right. how that's going to spread is a different story now. Um, but it's possible. You know, One Punch Man has only had two seasons. The first season was, from what I hear, good. The second season was garbage. But yet, it still has its yeah. popular popularity. Mm -hmm. You know? I think what stands out with My Hero is its cast of characters. Easily. The cast yeah. of characters of My Hero makes it stand out very well. You know my issues with my hero, but that's not taken away from the characters at all. They're yeah. all very memorable characters. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like just like Attack on Titan was supposed to be this big, massive thing. It fell. It fell after the second season. You know, it lost a lot of its popularity after season two. Um, and I hope that's not the case here because I do want to see more of this. Um, but my issues with the mystical stuff that they threw into, in my opinion, the great martial arts scenes that they had, mm -hmm. I thought were ruined by the mystical stuff. Because the after that, it felt like they were just repeating animations when that was happening. Um, they had cool choreographed fight scenes, and then out of nowhere, he would do one of his dragon kick attacks, yeah. and he'd yeah. win the fight right away. Yeah, double blue dragon kick, whatever I showed. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, what made that move better than the move that you did before? Outside of the yeah. fact that I saw a dragon that you're not really supposed to see. And the fact that everybody's okay seeing these things in the audience, I'm like, if I saw a fucking dragon come out of a dude's leg, I'd be getting the fuck <laughs> out of there. Because he summoned two dragons that time. 
<laughs> like, is it uh, is it just like a metaphor that we're seeing? Like, are they just trying to show off the move? Like, what it's technically supposed to be, but it's really just a regular kick? I mean, you know what I'm fair, talking about? Like, they're trying to I mean, show you something that's not happening. This is a world of giant Sasano demon swordmen. I feel like that... Uh, I don't know. Which apparently nobody gave a shit when there's a giant sword coming from the sky. And it's like nobody's reacting to it except the people fighting. Yeah. Even when 35 nukes were launched, everybody talked about the nukes, not the goddamn giant statue that's falling on the ground. <laughs> a god descending yeah. upon them. Nobody said anything about that, just that there's nukes coming down. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We'll see if it has legs. Is is the okay. because obviously being a Crunchyroll made anime, this is one of their few original animes. Yeah, um, and to see that no big publisher really wanted to pick it up. I'm not talking about Funimation. I'm talking about uh, Toho, um, ADV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these big anime producers didn't want to pick it up. Crunchyroll picked it up. Um, they maybe just didn't see what was in there that they wanted. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else you want to add, Ben? Uh, no. All righty. What was you rated then? Uh, 9.5. Oh, you really liked it, huh? Yeah, I really loved it. <laughs> you watched it twice. Yeah. Saying yeah, but, a lot. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Some of the animation wasn't great, but I really enjoyed some of the fighting animation, especially when into that like drawing art style. I, I don't know how you describe it, but you know, yeah, like they they went like really old school where it's like bringing yeah. a manga to life. Yeah, it was pretty cool looking. So, yeah, all right, 9.5 Alfonso. I'm getting a six because of me personally knowing how much they cut mm-hmm. out of it and they're. Knowing how much they caught out of it and still how much they caught out of it, how much is still missing from how much information still not revealed in terms of the webtoons, the anime, the anime being 12 episodes. Like you have, I forgot how much episodes they have in terms of the manga and webtoon, but they have enough to do at least three seasons. And for the first season to only be 13 episodes, that's disappointing and unacceptable. So lack of episodes, lack of reveals. And the lack of a lot of cutouts. That's why I'm getting him a six. My favorite character is Judge Q. I wish he was the main the main character. <laughs> my so God, great. he was good. He was so I, good. I think at one point when they're standing on the hill, he actually asked one of the other judges, like, who's going to pay him if the city's dead? <laughs> I don't okay. remember that. Okay. But yeah. It's it's a six. I I'm still gonna watch it if they if you know if they get renewed for season two because I want to see if they will cover what they missed in terms of things that was introduced in the webtoons and stuff like that. So I'm still going to watch it. But watching this and seeing how it could have been great if they kept to the story for what they did. Yeah, it's a six for me. It, it, it's a six. All righty. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Um. There are things I like, things I didn't like. 
Uh, like I said, I love the the choreographed fight scenes mm-hmm. up until the mm-hmm. point they became mystical fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, that took away a lot for me. Um, obviously, towards the end, it really got batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I loved I loved most of the characters we had, especially the three of them. I think they have a great bond and a great chemistry between the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um. I do like the art style outside of the the pink tint pink that everybody tint, had yeah. for some reason. Um, the music I thought was really cool. I like the hip hop funk music that they had. I thought it was pretty great, actually. Um, and yeah, my my issues obviously you can tell where stuff stuff was cut out to get this anime to thirteen episodes. Um, should have probably been like a 24 episode anime yep. in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I usually never say that. Usually less is better for me. Um, yeah, but, but with this type of here, thing, yeah. Yeah, clearly yeah. here there's a lot of stuff that you wanted to talk about that they just threw in together right away. Yeah. Um, just introducing the cult at a random moment, um, what their goal is not being explained for like 10 episodes after being introduced. Fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I I would give it a solid seven. I do hope there's a second season. I will definitely watch the second season. But it's kind of sad that, in my opinion, the best character on the villain side of Jagal is dead. Because I think he was actually a pretty badass character. Um. So, yeah. Alrighty. Ben. What Gooby okay. Wishes anime do you have for it? <laughs> okay, so it was me. I went to go check my fan service <laughs> section of Funimation and clicked Uncut. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with Akiba's Strip, the animation. Oh, shit! <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, finally, something Gary approves of. <laughs> hey, I played the game, so I know what's up. <laughs> I also played the game, so I think, yeah. Akiba's trip, the animation. <sighs> so on Funimation, I clicked fan service and uncut. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Based on a video game. Yeah. Uh, based on the game comes a new series about the danger. Working in the otaku haven of Akihabara, vampires with the ability to take over anyone they bite seek their prey in this anime, Fans Paradise. When Tatsuo Denkaki encounters one, he rarely loses his life. He nearly loses his life until the mysterious Matomo revives him. Now part vampire, he forms a group to protect the streets of Akiba, and so, it yeah. has a lot of undressing. Sweet. <laughs> Enjoy, everyone. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Akiba's trip. The animation is our next anime. I'm looking forward to watching. It. I actually wanted to watch it for a while now. <laughs> so thanks, Ben. No worries. Shoutouts, and how can people reach you, Ben? I'd like to shout out to all of you. Thank you for having me on, as always. Uh, and a shout out, and you can find me MG underscore Chili. Hot stuff. Alfonso? The Promise Neverland is a great anime, and you need to watch it. 
Stone Wars from Dark Zone is another great anime, and you need to watch it. I just love watching anime. I'm so looking forward to the reincarnation of Fairy Tale, even Zero, that's supposed to premiere in April. This was supposed to come out last year, but because of fucking COVID, it got delayed. Hopefully, it stays on track because, come on, you, you and me both, Gary, love Fairy Tale, and seeing this, how D looks so much like Nasu and Happy and Ursa. I'm so looking forward to April. Thank you for having <laughs> me on. Continue to watch anime, continue to play video games. Like 2021 so far turned out to be good. You can follow me on Twitter at AliShan7. Alrighty. Thank you for that. You can reach me on Twitter at Gagalush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Um, thank you guys for having me host. Once again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for the recommendation, Alfonso. I'm looking forward to Occubus Trip. Ben, should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Shout outs to my friends, family, listeners. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Boy. Bye. Later.